Welcome back to the So To Speak podcast. I'm your host, Christy Mandor, and today we are diving back into the nitty gritty of following your dreams when life hits you with midlife madness. I kicked off this mini, mini series in episode 89, so be sure to go back and listen to that after this one for some added dose of inspiration, because don't we need it, man? Midlife can be bananas. It can be so crazy. And oftentimes we just get lost in it. And we can become really depressed and really anxious and really hollow and just forget that not only is this a season of life, but we are in control of finding ways to anchor ourselves in joy in some way or another and not fall into the trap of feeling like we have to be a martyr to earn our place because we don't. We totally don't. So I'm sharing practical tools and some tools that will also ignite your intuition. So it's this idea of having practical intuition and just ways that you can find to reignite whatever dream that is that you have. Because listen, Everybody in your orbit benefits when you are feeling more true to yourself. Everybody does. So get comfy and let's jump in. Welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm Christy Mandor and I'm so glad you found your way here. As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into doing the meaningful work that lights them up. In this podcast, you're going to be hearing conversations with leaders, creatives, entrepreneurs, trailblazers, and change makers who share their stories and strategies that help them to continue on when the inevitable mental quicksand comes to take them down. My hope is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling less alone and more relieved, reset, and reconnected with yourself and a possible shift in perspective that supports you in reigniting your passion and unwavering dedication to doing the work you came here to do. I'm glad you're here. Okay, so here's what I want you to picture. You're in your 40s or your 50s. You're juggling work, family, bills, the whole shebang. And in the midst of all of that chaos, you're daydreaming, maybe at a stoplight, maybe in the bathroom, maybe over a cup of coffee, waking up. What could be if you actually followed that thing that you've always wanted? Sound familiar? Yeah, I get it. It totally does. Because if you're a human being, There is something that has just been itching, has been tapping on your shoulder, and it really does awaken when we're in midlife. Because chances are, if you are listening to this right now, you may not have followed a dream of yours, or you just might not have known how to do it. And so you just let it go to the side, or you tried to act like you didn't really want it anymore. But if it's sticking around, it's doing it for a reason. So today, we're going to start super simple, and I'm going to build upon some very, very small actions that you can take to allow your dream to hang out with you, because it really is a living, breathing thing. And the more that you can allow it space to just stay in your environment, the more you'll start building a relationship with it, as silly as this may sound, where you can then continue to 
devote time to it. You'll feel like it's just part of your everyday ritual, just like brushing your teeth, just like putting your shoes on, having this dream, hanging out and dedicating some amount of time to it. And I say some because it depends on your schedule and it depends on the person. Five minutes is very, very doable. And you might be very shocked at what you get done in five minutes a day if you dedicate some space there for your dream. So we're going to start super simple. I want you to get yourself some sticky notes. Chances are you already have a ton of them at your house. And if not, grab just a small pack of sticky notes and write down whatever your dream is. You can write down exactly what it is. You can write down the name of it if you have a name for it. And you're just going to stick it where you can see it every day. The bathroom mirror, the refrigerator, on your laptop, in your car, like on the dash or something. It's a small act. But what it does is it keeps your dream front and center, making it super hard to ignore. So if you haven't even really started doing anything tangible with it yet, but it's just been hanging out above your head, this is one of the best ways to say to it, okay, I see you, I get it, and I'm going to make a little space. It's just letting it know that you are taking it a little bit more seriously and you're going to start paying a little bit more attention to it. So just start simple. And from that place, of course, time. We're all in a crunch. But I swear by the 15-minute rule. If you are someone who 15 minutes seems like a luxury, I get it. I totally get it. So listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition with that one. A lot of times, you know, you can fall into the trap of all or nothing. Like if I don't dedicate an hour to writing, or if I don't dedicate an hour to starting to, you know, plan my business, if that's something you've been wanting to do, or starting to create jewelry, or starting to uh, write music or paint or whatever it may be, you might think that 15 minutes is a waste of time. But I promise you, if you set aside just 15 minutes a day for your dream, you will notice such a difference. You will notice such such a difference because what it's doing is it's like planting a seed. It might start super small, but you will see it grow incrementally just by dedicating that amount of time to it. So again, you know your lifestyle. So if five minutes seems like that's it without you feeling like you're about to go nuts, dedicate five minutes to it. And then you might see that five minutes grow, or it might be specific days that you see that five minutes grow. So that's the time piece. And now we're going to talk about your support team, your family, your friends. This is where I'm a huge fan of really tapping into your intuition to choose who you are going to let into your dream. It may be a reactive like snap to it that you want to tell everybody about it, or you might be at the flip side where you don't want to tell anybody about it. What I would say is that if you could choose one to two people who you truly feel won't talk you out of it and will be there to truly support you, you might be really surprised with who supports your ideas because everybody has that you love has your best interest at heart. And the people obviously do because they love you too. So you just want to check in with yourself. And a way to do this is to simply bring the person's face to your mind's eye with your eyes closed and take a deep breath in and just notice when you bring them to your mind's eye as a possibility of telling them about this dream that you're wanting to start pursuing. Notice what happens to your body. 
And if it expands even by a little bit, even if there's still fear there, you want to notice you're noticing more of the sensation than the feeling. So we're not talking about the emotion, we're talking about the sensation. So you might start tightening up a little bit, but then underneath that, you might notice that there's a bit of an expansion. And nine times out of 10, if not every single time, when you feel the expansion, that is a yes, that's your body saying yes. The constriction, right? So if you bring a family member or a good friend's face to your mind's eye and you feel a constriction, that's your body saying no. It might change in a week. It might change in three months. But at this moment, it's your intuition saying not that person. And you can send love to them and it's all good. It's just learning how to discern between what you feel is the right thing to do and what you know is the right thing to do because the knowing is the sensing piece. So definitely be sure to just do a double check. You might write people's names out and then you might have them go one by one through your mind's eye. The other thing is embracing how uncomfortable it's going to be. Like, let's get real. Change is scary. So when you've got bills to pay and routines to stick to and kids and spouses and all this stuff work, it's so hard to feel like I'm going to do one more thing. (laughs) Like, really? But here is the thing. The growth happens outside our comfort zone. And we all know this. At the same time, when you look at your dream as not one more thing to do, but something that's truly filling you up from the inside out, you will feel so different. Your entire relationship to this dream, this project, this whatever you want to call it, will totally change. So embrace that um, that discomfort is inevitable. It's It just comes with the territory because that's where the first step is always. And that's also where the magic happens from there. So just notice that if you're feeling uncomfortable, it's not a no, it's just you shifting gears, right? You're just making a little bit more room for your dream to be able to sit at the table. Like that's really all it is. And if you really want to go a little further, you can even make a little bit of room at the table. Like not a, not enough that everybody sees it, <laughs> but only you will be able to tell like, you know what, I'm going to put a little bit more space between the plates or I'm going to put a little bit more space in the middle of the table or maybe you even put it like a beautiful flower or a symbol of some sort just to say to yourself and to your dream and to whatever you believe in, the universe, source, that you're saying, you know what, I'm making room for this dream and I'm doing it with this symbol or with this space. It's very, very cool to notice what happens, even if you feel silly when you're doing it. And then the last piece to this is something that has been so oversaturated. You know, we talk about self-care all the time, and I know that you know how important it is. I'm not going to sit here and preach it. But what I will say is there's a very big difference that I believe that comes from creative care. Creative care is the ultimate self-care because it truly regenerates energy within you because it's inspiring. That's how you know that this dream is something to start following. Like inevitably, yes, there's going to be ups and downs with it, but at the beginning, it should light you up. That's how you know you're on the right path. Even if you're scared of the changes ahead, even if you're nervous about what it's going to look like, like that's all normal. But when you really think about this dream and you just sit with it and you feel into it, it should have you expand and feel maybe even electric or feel vibrant and just feel this levity. 
And that is the ultimate creative care. So definitely when you're taking a walk, when you are grabbing a specific book to read, um, you know, that might be some supportive resource for whatever the dream is that you're choosing to follow, just continue to make room for it. Like have the book that you're reading maybe inform something that supports you following this dream. When you go on the walk, there are so many things you can do. You can go on the walk just to completely clear your mind. You can go on the walk acting as if you already went through whatever hurdles came up along the path of you bringing this dream into reality. And you're at the other end. Like you could be going for a walk at the other end of having this dream being in the world. And maybe you think of like one amazing experience, whether it was someone coming up to you and telling you how grateful they were for you to have put this out in the world, uh, whether it was that someone was so re-inspired for them to get back into their dream, or whether it was just for a connection that you had, maybe with yourself or with your spouse or with your kids when at first you thought it was going to totally ruin relationships, maybe you see that it actually allowed you to strengthen them. So allow your dreams to manifest in different ways during this intro process, and you might be very surprised at what pops up. And I I can't end this without talking about our egos because our egos are going to go nuts, right? Like your ego is going to go nuts. And I believe we have many different characters within ourselves. One of them that stands out, I call the whipper. You might call it yourself, you know, your inner critic or your saboteur or whatever you call it. But here's the deal. Your whipper is going to freak out. And that's totally, totally normal. The best thing that you can do is not listen to it. And the best way to not listen to it is to personify it. So the more specific you can get about what this thing looks like, whether it's a person, whether it's a creature, whether it's an animal, whether it's a shape, and really get detailed, give it a name so that you can talk right to it, then you'll be able to quiet it down because the whipper comes out when it's scared. So it really is trying to protect you. It's just that you don't have to listen to it. Just because you know it's trying to protect you from stretching your comfort zone, it's going to tell you all of your worst fears. So the more that you can get really clear on what you're talking to when you turn to look at it and say, okay, I get it. You're here. I know you're trying to protect me, but you're being nasty and I'm not into it. (laughs) Whatever you want to say to it, you'll be able to spot it quicker and you'll be able to shift gears more. I've named my whipper Menacing Marissa, and she's super girly, and she's like she's like one of the Heathers, if you remember that movie back in the 80s with Winona Ryder and Christian Slater, and she's just she just knows how to get me. That's how it works, because if you really think about it, whoever is that voice is not your voice, because your true voice really does want you to follow your dreams. Your true voice really does want to see you succeed in achieving them. Your true voice is not going to be so nasty. So the more you can even realize that too, by giving it a name, by really fleshing out exactly what it looks like, you're able to chill your system out almost normalizing it like, oh, okay. So when the whipper pops up, like the way I look at it is like when Marissa now pops up, I know I'm actually onto something. I know that I'm actually headed in the direction as counterintuitive as it seems. I'm headed in the direction that I 
am best off going. And before, I would have totally listened to her and stopped. So it is super, super helpful. And just to close this off, I just recently came across a book that I absolutely love. I'm going to put it in the show notes below. It's called Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power by Kim Chesney. And I read a ton of books. And I'll tell you, there are so many books that are just inundated in the personal development and spirituality world and professional development world. And when I came across this book, I was so happy because it's so practical. It's so clear. And it speaks about intuition in a way that I really resonate with, which you can integrate into your life. So if you're someone who is like a little hesitant or you think intuition is too woo, this book is so for you because it's the complete opposite. My One of my like main goals in life when I'm working with any leaders and any organizations or any creative entrepreneurs is to really have them reestablish their relationship with their intuition in a way that is practical and clear and it doesn't have to trump out your logic. It's about having them work together. So this exercise is really helpful and it could be helpful if, you know, after listening to this episode, you're like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I really, I don't know, I I just don't have the time right now. That's all logical. So this exercise will help you tap into your intuition and get really clear on making a decision from a place that is coming from your body versus your mind. And then you go to your mind to figure out how to make it happen, right? Like how to find the time. And you might be surprised even, you know, when I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, it's not even really like you're you're forcing to make the time. It's just that once you say yes, you will notice that things start shifting that you did not realize, that you did not realize would happen. So this exercise is really great for decision-making of all kinds, especially if you're on the spot and you're like, I need to make a choice sooner than later. It's natural for us to get like really amped up anxious-wise. So this will really help with that. So if you're specifically, in this case, looking to gain more understanding of, is this the best time right now to begin to pursue my dream and to bring it back on the table instead of leaving it in my mental closet, like on the shelf? First, you ask yourself the question. So should I follow the dream right now or not? And if, you know, we all have our own relationship with the word should. So you could say, is right now the best time for myself and all those involved to follow this dream? And you can even say the name of what the dream is, to write my book, to have my art exhibit, to start my side business, whatever it is. And then you write down the two options that you're choosing between. The next thing you're going to do to get your thinking mind out of the way is you're going to pick a symbol, a very simple symbol to represent each choice. So for example, you know, in the book she talks about if you're choosing between going to the mountains or going to the ocean, you can think of an image of a mountain or an image of an ocean. I recently had two career choices that I was thinking about. And so I had one be a symbol of a circle and the other be a symbol of an arrow. Okay. So Go with it with your gut on what the symbols are. And then when you're ready, close your eyes and envision the symbols in your mind's eye. You're going to place one on the right and one on the left. It doesn't matter which one. It just needs to be in your inner field of vision. 
And while you're there, you're going to close your eyes and place your awareness on the images in your mind's eye one at a time. At this point, you're going to allow each image to connect with you in its own way and observe each one and ask, how does each image feel? And we're talking about sensing as well as excitement, right? Because you like one of the symbols may create a feeling of anxiety and of fear, but underneath it might be excitement. So you really want to stay with it for a minute and notice, like I said before, about that expansive feeling. And is one or more of the choices inviting? Like is one more inviting inviting than the other? Which one draws you in more? Which one possibly pushes you away? Does one grow closer? Does it grow bigger or stronger in your mind's eye? And you might initially feel like your imagination's taking over, but this is really just the process of your mind letting go. And as you hold your attention on your symbols, does anything else happen? Like just stay with it and just stay noticing. And whichever symbol you connect more with, whichever symbol resonates with you more, draws you in, is your answer. So it's a really cool way to get out of your head And then be able to, of course, return to your mind, but allowing your mind to be the follower, not the leader in this case. All right, guys. So before we wrap up, just remember, more than anything, above all else, it is so never too late to make room for your dreams. Life at midlife is wild. It's crazy. But so are the dreams you've been nursing. And, you know, I just recently heard an armchair expert episode with John Hamm as the guest I'm sure you know of John Hamm from Mad Men and Fargo most recently, and Top Gun Maverick, which is fantastic. And John Hamm was saying how when he was having the choice between going back to St. Louis to teach acting or to stay in LA and pursue acting when he was hitting like that dry run, he said he didn't want to ever say, according to him, the two saddest words in the English language, what if, what if. So I'm going to leave you with that. What if you never pursue this dream? What if you look back and you're like, oh, man, what if I didn't really care what people thought? Or what if I just made five minutes a day instead of feeling like I needed to make it like 45 minutes or an hour a day? What if, what if, what if? And stick with it, even if it's messy, even if it's imperfect, because the world so needs what you got. It so needs more inspiration. It so needs more joy. It needs more. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope that you're leaving feeling more relieved, more invigorated, more inspired, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the So To Speak podcast. If you found some insight or some useful nuggets in this episode, I want to hear about it. So make sure to connect with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn at Christy Mandor. Also go ahead and share it with anyone else you feel could benefit from the messages in this episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and throw up a rating and a review wherever you're listening in from, which helps significantly in other people learning about the podcast because it takes all of us to get ahead of our heads. I'll see you next week.